0: It's the Three Amigos. We're back for 176. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host,
1: Shane Chapman and Wade Larent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go.
0: Finally, got the legend back in the studio so that the intro makes sense again. Wade Larent's back with us, but we still need to add Bryce's name in there, so it's not. Almost. It's probably easier we'll to patch somebody in than to remove somebody out, though. Oh, yeah, Wade is editing perspective.
1: I don't know. We edited Wade out for the last 20 episodes. Did we?
0: He was never in the studio. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: Pretty easy to edit me out. I didn't show
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MitCon Dex opens up with, what's up, fellas? Looks like you got the band back together. <laughs> Band's back together. <laughs> band is back. Welcome to the reunion tour. Yeah. So, oh, look at that. We were on the back of a thing there. I didn't know that a thing. happened. <laughs> Uh, shocked me I was like what's that part It's
2: advertising <laughs> Yeah Look at it It's even got a old it website oh, It's, yeah, it's promo code. like you've received your gift
0: Yeah uh, Welcome back Hi, Hi. To good the to, city of Regina Good to be back You've
2: it, uh, Officially back? moved back Like I have mixed emotions about it I don't think I spent enough time in Saskatoon I like Saskatoon
1: I like Saskatoon too Quite a bit
2: I, yeah, I could have stayed there longer So anyways Here uh, we are Now you're back Onward and upward but is now I f- can drive around Saskatoon a lot easier than I could before. Used to be that I was intimidated to drive around the city of oh. Saskatoon and now I'm not.
0: Now you have some experience getting around. Nice. For sure. I see. Well, I'm heading up there tomorrow. Okay. Um, Go to I, Broadway. It's great. Yeah, I'm not as comfortable driving around there, but I'm not bad. 22nd, Riversdale. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what are you looking forward to being back at the, at the head office of the ultimate deck shop? What's uh <laughs> change of scenery now? And is that going to, I don't know, reinvigorate you to get your shit done on time? Or what? <laughs> I doubt it. Like, <laughs> it's probably not going to help.
2: I doubt that happens. <laughs> yeah. But what will happen is I'll have more time to get my shit done because I won't be on the highway
1: mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. a week.
2: Fair enough. So yeah, there is that. There's a bonus 10 hours of time available. So
0: Free time. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you guys want to talk about anything else or can we just get into this thing? Because this list grew. This list grew quite a bit. It yeah, a I saw it was a big list. So It's a big list and we're on a time restraint here. Well, we I am on a time restraint here. And you guys might get fired up. We might get fired up. So let's get after it. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you were hovering the I button. A, so I thought you were wanting me I to thought, throw it to you. I hovered the wrong button though. I was going to play the opening <laughs> theme just song was, again. It was, it was. <laughs> yeah, we could do that too. Anyway, today we've spent 175 Six. episodes. Oh yeah. Uh, mostly talking to contractors and homeowners mostly today's episode it's about to get real we're going up and put some going up the chain okay we're talking to the vendors today the vet
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
0: and by vendor we're (laughs) talking like do it
2: manufacturers maybe which one is the actual button and which one is mine (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that is. <laughs> no wait i did that that's why right. that's your that's, that's like it's like it's like it's you on there uh but no we're talking today about uh the do's and don'ts for a healthy vendor and dealer relationship oh yeah and by vendor i mean mostly like the people product who make manufacturer stuff. mostly but it could apply to the like distributors of said source as well yep it's whoever you're like whoever's selling to the dealer right we're the dealer we're the dealer okay yeah uh, yeah. You have Just to bury. Sure. You have to bury your past personal life and understand <laughs> that dealer now means a retail store. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I used to, you're right yeah. yeah. Oh you are yeah. That's I not was not a card. card.
1: I was a card dealer. No, no, I thought drug dealer. Yeah what? You're a little sketchy. What makes me look a like a sketchy. drug dealer? Have You
2: watched Breaking Bad?
1: Uh, yeah that's fair. <laughs> I could be. You
0: a drug look a lot <laughs> like him. You're the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy. Um, Do you
2: have anybody that knows how to cook chicken really well? My name Saul maybe
0: maybe yeah so uh, do's and don'ts for healthy vendor relationship so over the years we we're in year seven uh, season seven I'll say year six even season seven of our store mm-hmm. so we've now built a somewhat of a history with a number of vendors we at least
2: have some experience
0: yeah and um, sometimes there's some things that piss us off. <laughs> You know what? And I think <laughs> this is that to list, put it bluntly, yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I've been holding on to this shit for a long time. Let's what's, go.
2: What's yeah. fair is that we're, we're new enough to the industry that we get to look at this kind of critically where there's a lot of other yards that have been around for a long time. And they're just like, well, that's just how it is.
0: Yeah. And I mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm.
2: like, I don't really like, well, that's just how it is. Yeah. Like I never have as a kid growing up, my dad would always say to me, do this. And I would say, why? And he'd be like, Because that didn't work for me. Then I would stand there until I got hit and then I would do it.
0: (laughs) And even then. (laughs) Number one, if you don't get your way. (laughs) Refuse. Smack somebody around a little bit.
2: (laughs) But my mom was really good about explaining things. You're going to do this because this, 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 and this, right? And then it wouldn't make sense to me. So anyways, when when vendors do certain things, it bugs me. Now I want to know why. so- Here's our list of the things that bug me. You can call us and tell us
1: why you do them this way. We should do a call-in show next time for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's hear it. Number one, be a partner. Be flexible. You're not Apple. Oh. So what do I mean? And we're not we're not in the we're not going to like call out anybody out specifically today. But if it's on this list, it's because it's. (laughs) If it's on this list, it's because it's happened. This is based yeah. on experience. Okay. So if you're listening to us as a vendor, you can maybe identify if we're talking about you or not, you can be like, you might oh, know who you are. Like, I think they're talking <laughs> about me there. You'll know, but we'll try not to call anybody up. But what I mean by this is like, yes, you as a vendor, or as a business in any part of the food chain, you have your policies, you have your, your rules, your whatever else. Yeah. Um, Don't be so rigid that you're not flexible in working with people. We believe wholeheartedly that the relationship between the vendor and the, the, and the dealer is a partnership.
1: Yeah. We We, can't sell stuff without you. Right. You can't sell your stuff without us. And we have
0: chosen. Oh yeah. To do business with you. Yeah. So don't treat it as if it's your, God-forgiven, right? That we sell your stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. We have chosen to do business with you, so therefore, we'd like a working relationship, not just a "here's the rules, you follow by it or you don't." And so, the reason I put Apple there is because Apple, there's no apples in our industry. You don't, you don't get to call the shots like Apple. You soon. The, the yep. reason that came like is on the papers because in my past role mm-hmm. in the cell phone business you followed Apple's rules and you didn't question anything about it. You yeah. sold Apple's phones for Apple's price and you bought as many phones as Apple told you you were going to buy. And you were going to mm-hmm. market Apple phones the way Mar- uh, they told you. And you didn't, you didn't go back to ask one like, can we do this? Yeah. exactly. It was just like, uh, no, you do it the way Apple does it. Right. Or else and, you don't get Apple, but they were so dominant that you, you were just kind mm. of okay with that because it, because it could change your business, having them right. or not having them change your business. Yeah. There's some big dogs in this industry, but there's no apples. And so yeah. there's nobody that in our store that if we didn't have would would completely ruin our business the way that Apple could potentially ruin a wireless service provider by not mm-hmm. having their phones. Maybe not that's today, true. but at one point that was the case. Yeah. If you didn't have Apple, you were in trouble. Yeah, for sure.
2: I still so, think that's probably the case with Apple. They're still, th- they're still that strong.
0: It maybe could. Yeah, yeah. They were certainly I mean, stronger you know, before I feel like yeah. when I was there, I feel like they were stronger. Like uh, Android, when it was BlackBerry, before Android or like early Android, BlackBerry and Apple were kind of the big dogs and yeah. BlackBerry started to go away. It was like Apple was incredibly dominant at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Android has obviously dipped in on quite a bit now. But anyways, what this means is just be flexible. If you you say, here's how this booking is going to go. Here's how things go. If we, if, we want, if we need to do things just a little bit differently, we request it. I'm not going to say you have to say yes all the time, but be open to, So working together on it, to coming up with a solution. Mm -hmm. Don't just slide the paper across and be like, take it or leave it. We're Mm -hmm. out. Like, that's just a shitty way to do business, in my opinion. We certainly don't do that with our contractors. We work very hard to work with our contractors and understand that they've chosen to do business with us. And so we will try to make their lives easier. Mm -hmm. And if they need to do things a little bit differently, then we try to accommodate that. Sometimes it isn't possible.
2: Yeah, certainly we have policies in place that we that that's the starting point for yep. me when i read our policy and deal with a contractor or a customer that's a starting point for
0: me yeah yeah number 2 is do, so the way we're doing this is we're doing a do and then a don't and we're altering back and forth oh so do work with us so do, do be flexible do okay. be a partner do have a relationship there a two way relationship don't number 2 don't hide behind fine print and policy mm. this kind of can play a little bit the same as number 1 with the policy thing but also if there's a, a warranty issue or something, don't your first action shouldn't be to run and find out how to get away, get out of the problem by, Oh yeah. By digging up the fine print don't dodge or, it. or just saying no all the time. You're like, Oh, it's our policy not to. Po- we all know that policies are made sitting at a desk and they're not, they're not the be all and end all. Policies are generally made by lawyers. Right. Right. Yeah. For often. The most part. Bigger for, with bigger, companies, with bigger for sure. companies, but you make a policy to try to like to, to kind of standardize and systemize, your way you react to certain situations, Mm -hmm. but let's not pretend that they're in some scenarios. Maybe it needs to be flexed a little bit. Mm -hmm.
2: There's just multiple variables. Right. In a scenario, every single one of them is different. Yeah. And so
0: you can't have a policy
2: Hmm. that's just like,
1: that's it. It's black or it's white. That's
2: so awful. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so, and, and again, it's okay to have the policies, it's okay to have the fine print, you have to have that, we get it, but sometimes, like, I'm just saying, don't throw that up first as a roadblock before you've even really mm. looked into the entire situation. Yep. When we first sent an email, it's like, hey, heads up, we have this problem with the board, and if your first thing is like, it's probably not coming out of warranty, like, that's likely an install error. You haven't even gone to look at it yet. Yeah. You have no idea yet if it's was an install error or not. Yeah. So, don't just jump out and try to hide behind it right away. That always just
1: sounds like one of those like automated robot messages you get when you like go online and you're like, "Hey, I have a problem," and they're like, "Not our problem." Yeah, yeah. That's it's not like,
2: like how do you respond to that? Like yeah, if you're, you're doing that personally, then I hate that. Yeah. And so I'm like, never mind. I actually don't even want to work with this company anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll get through this problem on my own, and then I will do my best to not deal mm-hmm. with this company again. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to me.
0: And sometimes yeah. it's not fine printer policy you're hiding behind. It's a hierarchy of people. You can, a lot of, sometimes we have reps that'll hide behind, like they'll just claim that they're powerless and they can't do anything. And it's, oh, I've got to run it up the chain or I can't do it. You know what? Take the problem and own it and go find the solution for me. Don't yeah. just say, I can't do it. Not my, above my pay grade. I already underst- That gets nobody anywhere.
2: I understood you had to run it up the chain. I know that you're not the president of the company. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sales rep yeah but
0: you only have so as, much power
2: you're as high up the chain as i can go because mm-hmm. that's who i have to talk
0: right to. i'm asking you to go to bat for me right don't just be like can't sorry it's out of my because we my have a rate. relationship yeah. yeah so number three do offer to help and this could be with home shows with displays reminder that you've got some rebates that might be expiring coming up um help with offering to get orders submitted or something like just just be helpful in general don't don't act just like an order taker. So offer to be more than just an order taker. Mm-hmm. And I. some people don't and it's fine, but the guys who do put in a little extra effort to phone and be like, hey, do you guys need help with the home shows? Do you want me to come down and help out with that? That's appreciated. We might not need the help, we, but I it's nice it to know you're thinking about
2: it. Some of the times yeah. we even say no. It's like, you know what? That's okay. We don't. We got enough people. We'll be okay. But, yep. so but I offer. certainly remember the people that called yep.
0: Or if you do have a, some sort of rebate or something that has a time sensitive thing on it. Like some of our reps are very good at this. They'll give you a call and be like, Hey, heads up. You've got like, you haven't submitted for your whatever by the end of the month, even if it's just for some wearables or something, it's like, you've got this funds. It's about to expire. You should do that. It's like, Oh, thank you. Like, we don't pay attention to some of that stuff as tightly as maybe we'd want to. It's just not on the day-to-day stuff. It can slip. And it's mm-hmm. nice when somebody phones you and reminds you instead of you finding out later and then being like, oh, oh. can I still do this? Ah, oh, sorry. that's no, expired. It's nice when they, yeah. they care enough to like give you the heads up. Yep, for sure. Boy, this number four is a tricky one. Now we're getting deep. Number four, <laughs> don't sell direct. Ooh. And so I've got a bit of an asterisk on this one. I'm not, I'm not against, that's the way the world's going. There is a lot of B2C direct selling happening and it's going to continue to happen. There's going to be more people doing it and I'm okay with it. But if you don't don't forget that you've used your dealer channel to get where you are so far mm. and do what you can to maintain and, and like foster that relationship still unless you're planning on cutting it off completely. The dealer channel built your market you're about to sell into. Yeah, right. They helped
2: you. Yeah. Maybe your product is so freaking amazing it was going to go on its own, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It first went through a location and it was first promoted to people who knew nothing about your product yep. by people you convinced could make money selling it. And now you're about to take that money away.
0: And the Remember dealer that has spent a lot of money and effort and training and time and add dollars and add like even just consumed their own media that they could use for something else to promote your product, to build up a market, to sell your stuff because probably when they first brought it in, there maybe wasn't a market for it and then they've created the market and if you now step in and be like, now we sell it direct to yeah. Yeah, all here of your you customers. Thanks for all that help, That's guys. That's kind of shitty of you. Yep. So foster that a little bit. We're not saying you can't. I'm, I'm okay with it. There's a lot of vendors that do sell direct and I'm fine with it but mm-hmm. we'll get into later on. If you're going to do that, then there's some other things do we do want things to you to do you and not do. do.
2: It's just, it's all just part of being a good human too, right? So anyways, yep.
0: Yeah. So, uh, do it with uh, tact is what okay. I'm saying. Don't sell the remember prices. the relationship when you're doing that. Cause yeah. it also makes some sense sometimes when they don't have deep market penetration, they might have Saskatchewan covered cause we carry it, but they don't have anybody in, in, you know, whatever, Manitoba or something. And they might be like, well, we want to sell direct into the areas that aren't supported by dealers. Hey, great. That's a good way to foster relationship is to say, if we get leads that come in in a market that you're in, we'll forward those to you, but we are going to sell direct to markets that you don't service because Otherwise we don't Mm -hmm. get to sell our product at all. That's a completely reasonable relationship all around. But what I don't want to hear is you like calling people that shop my store and trying to sell them direct. Like that's over at that point. If that's what you do, that's dirty. That's dirty beans right there. Number five, (laughs) do make ordering easy.
2: (laughs) Or I want to go back to that or call us and ask us to ship a product to a customer that you sold to direct, but you don't have oh, inventory.
0: Yeah. Oh, what? that's happened. What? We don't
2: have inventory, but there's a customer like close. Could you just ship your inventory to that customer? And then we'll credit you, you for a, it. We'll credit you. And I was like,
1: it's
0: my yeah. sale. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I Jeez, Maybe you should have just forwarded them to us in the first place. I cause we had the
2: product. I wish they would have came here and said, you yep. know, cause I invested thousands of dollars to stock your product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and now uh, you've asked me to sell it at cost and you took the profits. Yep.
1: Charge a Marie stocking
0: fee. Yeah.
2: He's <sighs> just like, what do you do? I like yeah. I also understand that they've invested a lot into their inventory and they need to
0: move it, but uh, not enough. They didn't have enough to s- fulfill that sale.
2: Yep. Anyways, <laughs> that one was, uh, that was tough.
0: Number five, make, do make ordering easy. So mm. without naming names, there's, there's a, a wide product line of things we were we brought in this year and we were working fairly trying to look at two different brands. And the one that won was because they made the ordering easy. Just yeah. easier to do. It was like yeah. the other one I had, it was 12 emails back and forth and it was time between getting responses. And was like, well, how does this, how do we even order this? And it's like, well, you just tell me and whatever. The other one had a portal and I could go on there and see all the prices. I could fill my own basket. I could charge my account and it was done. And I knew how the reordering was going to work. And like, it was just way easier. It's don't make getting your product a headache. Because some of them too, I don't like, like we have our system, everybody's got their system that you generate your purchase orders in. Um, and you've got your way that you like to submit orders. And then sometimes there's vendors that come up and we're like, nope, sorry, you have to fill out our paper copy. Oh, those are the worst. And it's like, but I've already got my SKUs in my thing. Some of this is like automatic for me. I can click some buttons, I can make this happen. I'd like to just send you the purchase order. And if... Somebody on your end needs to manually write numbers into one of your spreadsheets. Uh, maybe that could be your job, actually. Well, then make an
1: order form. That's all I like. Make it easy for yeah. your customer. What yeah. blows
2: my mind is like, have these people never tried to order something? Yeah. And so like, just take some of the frustrations you've had and yeah. then accommodate people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not rocket science. No. Just like, if it would be better for you to do something that way, then... Then it's better for me yep. and it's better for you. And like if all three of us own different lumber yards and all three of us were complaining to the same company that had to like hand write out the thing, wouldn't you at some point be like, man, everybody seems to be pissed about this? Right.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, from an ordering perspective, it's nice if you can make it self serve. Self serve is great. I, I like if I have a portal like, I can log into, do my own stuff, and not have to like have delays with communication with somebody, but then make sure that it's actually set up to be self serve. Mm hmm. Don't like. Don't make your way of ordering harder than what my default way would be of sending you a purchase order, and then you are be like, no, no, you've got to do it yourself. Here's our form. Fill this out. No. I don't have to manually write our prices in and our quantities in and then manually tab- to, like add it at the bottom, and I still have to create my own purchase order anyway. So don't make it do harder than it needs that to be. It's these, 2022. Do you think that these people,
2: like the person that – Receives your order that's sitting on the order desk. Receives it. Do you think that that person has ever ordered anything online before in their personal life? Have they ordered from Amazon? One
1: hundred percent. I don't think there's. Wouldn't it be? It inc- all depends where they live. I guess. Wouldn't
2: it be incredible if you like if orders were just like that? You just like click <laughs> a button. That's, and why, j- he ordered, that's why he ordered. That's why he chose that. That's one. why he chose that because that's how you shop as a person. Mm-hmm. So why should I have to shop at your store differently?
1: Yeah. The product would have to be pretty damn incredible for me to
0: go big the extra easy. mile oh, to get that order. We're never right. getting
2: through this in time. Yeah, We're only on five, and I'm like... No
0: chance. You're lit up. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to go. So Here don't, we go. don't worry. This next one's big for me. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, don't... This is if you're going to sell direct. Number six, don't run sales against your dealers. Ooh. You want to know what really grinds Ooh. my gears? <laughs> there is one... There's a couple that do this, but there's one in particular that does this often and it really, it really pisses me off because they sell direct and I'm fine with that. I go mm, ahead. You've come to terms with them selling direct. What, I'm okay with it.
2: <laughs> Why don't you just change brands then?
0: I don't want to sell. I don't want to put things on sale according to when you've decided mm. that you want to move some stock out of your warehouse or something or whatever are doing. And like, if they're listening, they'll be able to figure this out because I'm going to not say names, but I'll say details. If you're offering the way, the one I'm talking about here specifically works is like, we're going to do a 20% off sale and you may get a heads up on when they're going to run these sales. And it's like, you can also participate and run 20% off. And then when you have to reorder your stocks, when you have to reorder your stock, we'll that next order will give you 10% off. What? So we'll, we'll split the cost of the sale. Uh, I didn't want to run the sale. First of all, I didn't want to run the sale right now. Yeah. I don't have, Like I'm not trying to clear inventory. It's, I don't need to run it right now. I have no desire to run a sale right now. You forced me into running a sale right now. Mm -hmm. Fine. Then you think you're doing (laughs) us a favor by saying, we'll, we'll cover half the sale for you. We'll go halfers on that with you. By allowing you to buy more of our product at 10% off. You were just offering your direct customer 20% off. You're only going to offer me 10% off. You want me to cover, take inventory out, sell at a lower margin. Because you decided to have a sale. Yeah. What if I don't want to order more inventory right now? Like don't force me into a PO and that's the only time I can get it is because you just finished the sale.
2: What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to call the random guy down the street and get him to buy it for me because he gets 20% off.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Just do that. Instead of buying it from you. Then you're selling online, you're offering free shipping. Oh yeah. So you're now selling it at 20% off and free shipping. Well, guess what? We also sell online. We also offer free shipping. Can so now you yep. tore into my margins Yep. because every time they want to say like this, it does come to us. We get a couple of people that are like, can you match the manufacturer's website price? they all ship right to Saskatoon. None of it. And so it's like, <sighs> yeah. So now we have to destroy our margins by giving the customer 20% off. Yep. And we have to ship it for free, which means... We're lucky if we've made anything on that that at this point, we probably lost money on that sale. And you're like, Oh no, it's all good, but you could reorder it 10%. I don't want to reorder it 10% off. Yeah. I I wanted to sell the inventory I had for the margin. We all agreed we were going to sell it for. I'd rather not sell it. Right. Like if I don't want to pay people to take on it and I'm not opposed to having sales. I'm saying work with us and let us run the sale. Yeah. Why do you need to run the sale? If you want to move inventory they have offer to us, give us the 20% off and say, exactly. You can get 20% off. If you pass that along to your customer at 20% off. Yeah. Sounds good. And you can choose when you want to run the sale. Sounds good. But the way you're doing it is that goes
2: back to number one.
0: Be Be part working with (laughs) us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this one really, really, really bugs. It it really bugs You
2: have the option to not work with them. There is another, there is another product line. That's just like it. So like you could, you could fix that. Yeah. Cause they and, don't run online. And ever. often
0: too, like was, and not specific to any one company here, but often um, the reason you might've got in with the company before is because the margins were maybe attractive. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was mm-hmm. one of the primary drivers of doing it. Certainly. Maybe that's why yep. you chose that company over a different company was because, yeah. oh, the margin is a little bit better. I like the product. I'm going to do it. It's got a good margin to it. Yeah. But if then all they do is destroy the margins after the fact, uh, well, like then, <laughs> yeah. like how do you think that lands for they, the dealer? Did they always sell direct? I, or did that happen after? I believe so. Okay. I think I don't yeah. recall that for sure, but I believe they very good chance they did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, TC deck says, man, I'm glad I'm not a retailer. I just have to deal with bitchy homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> Okay yeah. so that one I don't want to harp on that anymore but that one really I really want people to listen to that I really one. want people like, to listen let let your dealer channel help your dealer channel you don't so here's the other thing before I move on from that your margins your margins are <laughs> are are, are phenomenal when so you, you sell direct. That's why I'm okay with you selling direct. I get it. It's attractive as all hell. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's you're given smart
2: business move, yeah. if you're giving I me
0: 30 or 40 point margins. You've got 50, 60, 70, 80, who knows what your margins right. are. It all, you have to sell way less to make a much better margin. Right. Yeah. So you can, you can do 20% off and you're still making better margin than I am. Mm-hmm. And you can ship for free and you're still making better margin than I am, mm-hmm. but you're not paying attention to the fact that you've just eroded all of my margin. Uh, yep. So understand that if you want to, sell through a dealer channel support that dealer channel too and help them make money or else you just won't have that dealer channel to help you anymore. Mm-hmm. If That's your goal. Fine. But like, that's where it's <laughs> going to go. Uh, Precision construction says putting mofos on notice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is when we're going to hear some emails about now we're going to couple emails. Um, that's okay. You're ready for it. We're ready. Yeah. We planned this. This is 175 episodes in the making. Number seven, do provide proper SKU setup info and images. Uh, so this is nice. It's when you bring on a new product line, especially if it's a number of things, you don't want to have to chase and like bang your head against the wall trying to get the information that you need to mm-hmm. set up the SKUs in your system or online or whatever I else. I believe
2: that quite a few people have this info already.
0: A lot of them do. Yeah. But some of them you have to like, they'll give it to you and it's incomplete. It's like, here you go. Here's our SKU information. And it's like, it's a description and a price. It's, it's like, like a- no, I need everybody. like UPCs and your model number. And I need it. Do you have images? Uh, yeah, I think we got some images. We're not the only people who ask for this shit either. No, we're right. not. Kit it up. Like, it should be part of your process when you onboard a new dealer yeah. is to provide them access to all that stuff. Some Easily, are great, too. Some are great at it. Yeah. Some are like, here it is, and you've got your short description, your long description, your SKU information, your... And do you your, think,
2: like, as a company, you would want that to be super consistent?
1: Mm,
0: yeah.
2: Like, mm-hmm. if I was said company selling to 20 different lumber yards or 500 different lumber yards, I would want... The long description to be the same on every single lumber yard's website.
1: Sure, you'd want no some consistency. Confusion. Because no confusion my brand
2: is represented the way I wanted it
1: represented, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: not the way that
1: some Wayne's lumber yard in the middle of nowhere, right. who just got a website. An elbow, yeah.
2: who got a website, and it's like the high school girl who was really good at uh, Microsoft Excel decided she was going to write the long description. It's like, what does this thing? It makes the decks level. This is the deck leveling thing. Yep. Enter.
0: But this takes like Uh. this whole SKU setup process takes a lot of time on our end and manual stuff that we're not getting paid for. Like we have to do all this to get set up to, to sell your products for you. Mm -hmm. So, help us get there. I don't want to have to chase people for three, four weeks to get all the information I need to set up the SKUs, the product lands. And I still don't have all the information, right? Like just have that kitted and ready to go make a part of your process. USMC says, have you had a manufacturer offer you a sale like a multifamily, but you declined because your margin would be too low to be worth the effort. Have plenty of dealers decline orders because margins are too low to win the bid. Seems like a very specific
1: like we've,
2: situation. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know. We have not brought product on because the margin was not there. Yeah. On different times where it's like, we just can't, like we can't make sense of this, that we just, we yeah, just can't. Right. And so sometimes there's not enough margin in product, but I that sounds like a very specific one job thing.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand the entire context of the question there but certainly but well if have you had a manufacturer offer you a sale like multifamily, but you decline because your margin would be too low to be worth the effort have plenty of dealers decline orders because margins are too low to win the bid okay so when he says offer you a sale i'm guessing it's kind of like offer a lead on a sale for like a large commercial project or something and it's like but it has to come in at this number and yeah so i don't know that we've had that but i i can certainly see that scenario if it's like, but, Oh, we've got this sale uh, or this lead, whatever that's going to require like all of your inventory basically, but you have to sell it at this price. And it's like, uh, well, no, so I'd rather sell all that inventory at my normal margin not at a 4% Yeah, that you've,
2: I guess that's different. So we would end up having a meeting about that because for me, uh, part of the, what, part of what builds our margin is what it takes for effort to sell that product. So it takes our employees mm-hmm. time and it takes inventorying time and it, And it takes, like, managing it, that relationship. But if somebody else, if the dealer has sold that for me and all we have to do is load it on a truck and deliver it, I'd be willing to take less
0: margin, certainly. It
1: it better be a guarantee then, though. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a very... There would
2: be a conversation.
0: That is an incredibly small portion. The lead... Yep. is not worth a whole bunch of points of margin, in my opinion.
2: I think that that would be a really good example of somebody trying to work with you, though, because they would come to you and be like, here's a thing. Are you interested or are you not interested? And so mm-hmm. I would
0: appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Potentially, yeah. As opposed to But I think like that you should be looped in before in. that price is ever discussed.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, why yeah, is that yeah, coming yeah.
0: to you and being like, it has to be done for this? Why was that conversation even had before you looped in the dealer that's going to be Cor- supplying that? Yeah, correct, because they're not supposed to sell. Yeah. But. Uh, number eight, don't over-promise and under-deliver. That's what that is. That's over-promising and under-delivering. Yeah, in a way, yeah. This could be a variety of things, yeah, I guess, right? It. But this is just in general as a rep, don't tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. Tell me what the actual truth so of the answer is. So some of is. this
2: is like, as far as logistics in the last couple of years,
0: don't mm. tell me it's
2: going to be two weeks to just, get product. Just be honest
0: about it. Because I'm
2: going to take your information and I'm going to give that to a customer. Yeah. And yeah. when that doesn't work, what happens is we get blasted. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get kind of yelled at. Mm -hmm. We get, like, I have had people in the store literally screaming at us and Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm really sorry that it's not here. I don't own the truck. I don't own the plant. I was told it was going to be two weeks. I realize it's four. All I can do is call. I called last week and I called earlier this week. I can't do anything. And so when, when a dealer, when a, sorry, when a manufacturer tells us two weeks, that's what we tell our right. customer. Yeah, exactly. We have certain dealers that I don't do that with. If they tell me to,
0: I tell the customer four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay. If the answer is four, it's okay. If it's 12 weeks, it's okay. I just need to know what the realistic answer is. Cause I'm trying to give somebody an answer that they can plan something around.
2: And I also understand that they have as manufacturers have now had logistical issues, nightmares, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. Imagine trying to ship product around North America right now and you can't get a truck and if you do get a truck, they'll charge you whatever they want and so they lose margin and I understand that that's also an awful situation to be in. But
0: If you could just so even more important to not overpromise right now. Just
2: try, just try to be accurate, and if it changes, the the minute it changes, let us know so that we can let the customers know. Like,
0: yeah, well, they should be building
1: in like extenuating circumstances into their time quotes as it is. Yeah, right. You would have, yeah. Anyway, like it's not like it's a guaranteed time ever.
2: I think everybody's so nervous that what's going to happen is they say four, and then you'll try and get it somewhere else. But it's the other guys are four or six. And the other guys, the other, other guys are four or six. So just say four or six.
1: But so I would rather, so in this situation, I would rather tell my customer it's going to be six weeks and then they come back to me and they'll be like, nah, I don't want to wait six weeks rather than I'm going to tell them two because that's what you told me. Yep. And then they're gonna come back to me and yell at me for the next two weeks and then cancel their order anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because you've ordered it. Because I've ordered it. Then you get a f- yep.
2: then you get a two and a half star review because you lied to them. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So we just should get up front. Let's get a, a Google rating of uh, our vendors. Can we leave that? Can we do Google ratings of our vendors? I bet that- you we
0: could. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some of them. Number they're, nine their head offices. Make a note. <laughs> do assist with marketing. Whether that's co-op dollars, whether that's a portal with the brand assets, whether that's um, content that you've produced that the dealer channel can use, whether that's displays in store, help with that kind of stuff. Um, Some do co-op, that's appreciated. Some have portals, that's appreciated. All this stuff is very much appreciated when it's available. And what I don't like is when you go to a company and you're bringing on a new product, like having displays for anything is is required to sell it. You Mm -hmm. must be Mm -hmm. able to show a product to sell it. Yep. It just doesn't sell without it. Do you remember
2: that decking that we were going to put in? And it was
0: just like, we'll bring it in. We'll put it all in this area of
2: the showroom and we'll do this whole thing. And we want you to cover the decking. And they were like,
0: Nope, we don't have a program for that.
1: <laughs> so you
0: we don't did. have a program to cut a check.
2: Good deal. We don't,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we don't have room. See, that's that. hiding behind a policy. Yeah. Right. We don't, we don't do that. Well, you got to like, help me out here. Anything I sell, it is a sale for you too. Yeah. At this point, once I've bought the product, it only sells with whatever I do. Yeah. So help me sell your product. I need to be able to show it to sell it. It's not exactly a well-known product. Help me show it. And then, yeah. and if you're expecting me to do it all, then you better have the margin in there to support that too. Don't give me a 15 Sugar. point margin and then say, you got to do all the work yourself. Like, no, there's nothing left. You better yeah. have a, a healthier margin. If you're expecting to like, that better be something that's kind of like, built in the reason you have a healthier margin is because we expect you to to do the marketing for it and produce the stuff okay fine, fine. i can get by yep. that yeah okay yeah but don't you can't have both you can't slim down your margins and expect us to do everything and you, you don't help anywhere mm-hmm. so help with that kind of stuff because
2: you have to remember that usually people don't know about your product there's only really like three products in this industry that people know about yeah right like consumers yep. consumers only really know about like one deck brand really mm-hmm. and maybe one railing brand maybe maybe and so th- maybe. the rest of the stuff we have to teach them about
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah number 10 don't be faceless um this isn't many but there is certainly some uh products that we've done business with we sold <laughs> two years and we've never seen anybody or met anybody from that
2: company. we still sell
0: some product that we have no idea who that person 100%, would be no rep no person Just an email address to send your purchase orders to. And then they send them out. And then product shows up. It would be nice. And that's a weird relationship. (laughs) It would would be nice.
2: I think that's strange for us because we're so personable.
0: And the relationship we are saying in this whole podcast is about the relationship is non-existent when you don't have a face or a person or a name that you can talk to if there's something that needs to be done. What happens if the order doesn't show up right? Yeah. Who, Who are you talking to? What if you do want to do some sort of promotion with them? Who are you going to call to find out? What if you have some sort of contractor day and you're expecting, you want people to come be a part of it? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, that brand just doesn't have anybody here because they don't have reps. <laughs> they don't, like, so that's weird. That It is weird. <laughs> it's weird. Or if you have a rep, like, do your job. Don't just hide and, and be invisible. Show like, up.
2: Well, the last two years has been tough for sure. It but, has been. But now you're allowed to get out again. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Get out there.
1: Show up. That, like the old school... Sales tactics of showing up at places that still works. Some of that works. Yep. Just be in there.
0: Yep. Yep. Number 11, do offer prepaid freight. This Mm. has got a bit of of an asterisk for me as well, because it's not a deal breaker by any means. And it's also much harder to do lately for reasons we've discussed. Yeah. But I enjoy when there's some sort of prepaid freight incentive that you set where I know that I don't have to account for, the shipping and freight in my margins. I can set my price based on what we buy the product for and what we need to get for margin. I don't, I would prefer to not have to math in the freight into my margins because your order sizes are different and that gets amortized over your, your specific orders differently, whatever, and it can, it's a little bit trickier to do. I appreciate when it's like, you know what? At, at $10,000 we ship for free. At $700, we ship for free. That kind of thing. It gives yep. you a target. Also, yeah. And That's, it encourages honest, You're going to get there. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Like if you, if the prepaid freight is $5,000 and you're at $3,500, <laughs> you are probably going to get there.
0: Yeah. You just made a $1,500 sale. That
2: you weren't going to get. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. Like there's times we need to order 500 bucks for the stuff, but the prepaid freight's 2500 It's like, okay, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper and see what we can be top up because I'd rather spend the 2500 that I maybe don't necessarily need today, but I'll sell it at like some point at some point here rather than $500 and paying 200 bucks in freight freight. Just like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the number is. Just have one is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I understand that right now it's hard to do that. So (laughs) it's not a a deal breaker. Find out what your
2: average sale is and then put it, put it 15% higher than what your average sale is and see if you can't as a dealer. Oh
1: yeah. right?
2: Right. Dig into what your average sale is and then, and then bump it up a little bit and see if you can get people to start to spend a bit more in here.
0: yes. Number 12. Don't assume that we've got this and we don't want to hear from you. So I've, I've heard this from, from reps before. Well, that's good. We got are, this. We're a little loud. About it's that. a, it's a, it's kind of a compliment in a way that they're, they're like, well, we know you guys know you guys really do well in your product knowledge. You know all about the stuff. We don't, uh, I don't really feel like I, need I got to, you. I don't feel like you guys really need the support. Okay, but then you've become faceless. Mm-hmm. You've become this unsupported product because yes, we might know everything about it, but maybe we want an outlet to give some feedback to once in a while. What if we want to give a you check or something? Yeah,
2: but <laughs> well, for real. Yeah, it's your company. Yeah. You're the person that we work with.
1: Yeah, and you're the expert on it. Technically, yeah.
2: you'll have the answers, or you're Should. supposed to.
0: Your role right. is not just teaching us about the product, it's it's beyond that. So don't think like, oh, you guys know the product, so you don't need me to show up. It's like, uh, but it doesn't hurt. Nope, doesn't <laughs> hurt, ever. Because if, we're, if there is something wrong with the product that we don't like, or we're starting to move away from it, guess who's not finding out? Yeah. If you're not showing up, then I'm not super real keen on I'm making gonna, an effort to communicate that yeah. to you. I'll just quietly exit it.
1: I'm not going to fill out your reviews <laughs> like, anymore.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs> Number 13, do offer an early booking and oh, and you wrote in there and rebuy. I didn't know you edited some of these as well. And uh, a rebuy.
2: I just like I thought the rebuy was really good. I like those.
0: This is pretty fairly standard in this industry that there's some sort of early booking, winter booking, whatever you want to call it, that at the start of the year they offer you incentive to kind of load up. It helps the the vendor as well to kind of plan their year out to know how much product they're gonna need yep. at the start of the year. So they offer these early buys and it's it's nice. That's how the industry operates. It's nice to be able to like you have the choice. If you want to earn an extra five points this year or eight points or 10 points, well, you can commit to some product earlier. But the odd one just is like, nah, we don't do that. And it's like, that's fine too, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> but, but it's sure nice when there's like, there's a chance. Yep. This is a thin margin industry. It's nice if there's a chance at some point to win a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And so if that means we have to buy product in the off season, commit to it and whatever, then- and it's nice to be able to have that option.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to wait until you're got some cash flow in order to buy that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Why I would you bring that, that stuff in?
2: Having some terms on those early buys is important as well, because mm-hmm. having an early buy, yes, that then has a due and date and. that is too <laughs> early. Right. Means it's like that's in not a much. seasonal industry. Yeah, that's not much of an advantage. Right? So we
0: had that last year. It was like one company that we've already <laughs> already kind of half referenced earlier in this thing. Like, almost came it. out with like a came out with a, a buy offer in November last year. And it was like, but no terms, has to be paid now, whatever, but buy it before the price goes up. And it's like, it's November. I don't want to yeah. I don't even have the cash flow to send you thirty grand right now to sit on your stock for six months until I have a chance to sell it. Like you're right. Thank you for the offer, but it's you way need to make it a little bit more accessible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when I would like, like to take advantage of it, but I can't. You're not allowing me to.
2: When something like that happens, it makes you, like it makes me have less
0: confidence in that company because I feel like they're so out of touch. Mm. Well, and right? they're doing that for them at that point, right?
1: They're trying yep. to move stock in there. Yeah,
0: and that's fine. You yeah. can do it for you, but remember it's a relationship. There should be. Give and take. There, we should both win in yep. every transaction that you do. You should both be getting positive out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 14, don't ignore feedback. Mm. So this one's really important because most of the time when we have feedback, it's not because we've decided that we want just the thing to be different. It's because we're hearing it from the front lines, the end user who's using your product is telling us over and over again. And if we come to you and be like, Hey, heads up, this keeps coming up and you dismiss it and you're like, yeah, 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 whatever we Uh, got, you got this. All that happens is it like your product stops selling. Because people like they only they're only willing to be disgruntled so long until a better solution comes by and then you lost your chance. Mm -hmm. So if there's feedback being given, again, you don't have to take everything you hear. Listen if there's feedback (laughs) being given. But at least, at least document it, look at it, see, is there a legitimate thing here? Have we heard this from other channels? Reach out to some other dealers. Have you guys heard this? I know there's one product we carried for a number of years. It was like, we get the feedback over and over and over again. You got to, these railing brackets aren't mounted on the post. People hate it. Oh, we don't hear that from anybody. The hell you don't. Literally every (laughs) single person that does this rail tells us how much of a pain in the ass that is. Yep. You've got to do it. Yep. Well, our other markets have no problems with it. Then you talk to people in those other markets because we... Dealers know dealers, and you know, people that live in other markets, it's like, oh, yeah, people hate that shit. Well, so you obviously weren't listening to you said nobody's ever told you that before. These guys are sitting, yeah, they're not hiding the information. Like, there's a break in communication somewhere, right? So, if there's feedback, know that it's coming from a good place, that there, there's something that's not working right for the end user. And it, and if it, if we're telling you, it's probably because it's happened more than once from our side, right? Right? Like, somebody's given us feedback one time, they never hear about it again. Chances are it's forgotten about and it, it never never makes way to you. But if we're telling you about it and we're like initiating that communication, it's because it's, it's because either the problem's been brought to our attention and we see it too. We're like, Oh yeah, that's a problem. Or mm-hmm. we've heard it so much that it's like, got to action this. So, yeah. Some companies are great at it and other companies are not. Well, I, yeah. Go ahead.
2: I think that so far I would say that a lot of our feedback has been, uh, has like, has had an effect in the industry what I do think has happened is it's a little bit slower than we probably think it should be. And that's fair because those corporations are big. So one railing company is changing their base covers. That's happened. But that's took like that took us five, six years. Another one has changed the brackets. It took years, but now those brackets are that way, right? Yeah. So I it does happen. It's like, but even just some feedback to us to be like noted. Working on it. Yeah. We've heard that. Don't be like, don't ever say, we've never heard that before. That's such a line of crap.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you, you know, that's a line of crap. I know that's a line (laughs) of crap. Just
2: be like, we have heard it. We're on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause then I know that you're working with us.
0: You know what else is annoying too though? It's a known issue. No ETA. That's also (laughs) really (laughs) freaking annoying to hear. (laughs) Well, if it's a known issue, then give yourself an ETA to fix it then. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah put it on the calendar
0: <laughs> if get it's a calendar. feature thing and it's not a big deal fine but if it's an issue oh yeah fix it get it fixed <laughs> i can't something. be the only
1: one and that told you different. right
2: so that's different than saying add railing or add lighting to your railing system that's a different thing right there's that's like a feature that's yeah. a feature and just be like nah, we're not interested in doing that fine that's good but it's like this part of your system doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's different than we would like your product line to offer more.
1: Yeah.
0: Different things. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Way different. So yeah. if yeah.
2: it's like a, a feature
0: you should, should add a new color. That's a feature request. Yeah. And your it's like, paint's uh, flaking off. Not, yeah, not maybe you should fix request. that. Yeah. <laughs> no an issue. No ETA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not the answer that's going to work.
2: Good. What's the rebuy policy? Uh, let, me on, pass the that, I have let me
0: pass that along to the customer. Well, and I was. No gonna, an
1: issue. No ETA. <laughs> I was going to mention that eventually it is going to tank their sales.
0: Absolutely. will because we'll stop selling. You're going to fix it. (laughs) We'll stop selling it. Right. Yeah. And at that point it's too late. Yeah. If you stop selling it, then you come back. We're like, Hey, we fix it too late dudes. We moved on. Like we told you about that for five years. That ship has sailed. We've replaced your line with something else. Yeah. So yeah. Number 16. No, Number 15. (laughs) Now we sell
2: this other line that flakes off, but we make sick margin on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You'll want to sell direct to your customer. Anyways, talk to these guys.
0: Yeah. And they've said no issue and given us like an overpromised number like three <laughs> they weeks <said> tomorrow. <laughs> no.
2: We'll fix that tomorrow.
0: So do number 15, act in our best interest. So what's really nice too is when you have a rep or a vendor that will openly and honestly tell you that uh, something they sell is not a good fit for you. It's like, yeah, you don't, don't try to sell me everything mm-hmm. because you make your commission off that or you're making a better margin. Honestly care about, what my business does and try to figure out if your products are a good fit for me. Don't just try to push sales yep. into us. So act in my best interest. If you do think that that's, you know what, you know, knowing your guys, store in your market, I don't think that's really going to fit. There. I appreciate that. I might still bring it in because I might disagree with you. Yeah, you might bring it in more now, but that at least shows me that you aren't just worried about <laughs> selling to buy
2: it back in two years. You're <laughs> yeah. right. That didn't sell. I'll yeah. show
0: you. Oh, dang. Yeah.
2: Uh, it builds confidence in everything that they present after that to me. 100%. If they mm-hmm. say that's not a great fit, then I know that they're not just trying to sell. Yeah. Then yeah. I believe the exactly. next thing. They it just
0: to helps is. to build that trust and rapport in the relationship. Yeah. Number 16. Don't, and this is becoming more common and I, another asterisk, not hundred percent against this, but don't skip the dealer and go direct to the contractor. Uh, support that relationship. Don't try to steal the relationship. So it's becoming more common that the the vendors are, are working directly with contractors and kind of bypassing that dealer chain. And some are good at doing that and then bringing it all back home. Supporting the contract. And I actually like that. I think you should directly support. I have no problem. Pre- out to up, your contractors. Supporting the contractors because that's the quickest way to get them support. But know that you're part of that triangle of support. It's the contractor, it's the dealer, and it's the vendor. Don't skip over us and try to like influence what they're doing Without looping us into what's happening there, mm-hmm.
2: there's a couple parts that are really tricky about that. Often the dealer sells, sorry, often the manufacturer sells to multiple dealers, and yes, and you can't have them play favorites. Like that's not possible. Correct. So, I think that they should loop lumberyards in. They should loop our store mm-hmm. in but i also think that they then also owe that information to the other yards as well because we don't know which cust they don't know which contractor shops with us and with the other stores or yep. where they shop so it's like the the triangle isn't exactly a triangle cuz it's not dealer it's not and then fair. us and contractor it's it's dealer and then us and another yard and another yard and contractor so it becomes kind of tricky and for them to contact everybody. You know what I mean? So from their side, it's easier to just go right to the contractor.
0: Yeah, but I'm, remember early on, you used to get vendors that would quite frequently ask us for a contractor list.
2: I still have... Who
0: shops with you?
2: I still have so, oh. some dealers that do that. Right. So we still the, have some vendors. certain vendors that do that. So
0: if you're going to do producers. that... If you're gonna to come to us and be like, who who shops with you? And we're gonna give you names because we believe that the intent is that you're trying to better support. Yeah. And we encourage that. Yeah. Remember where you got that list from. Yeah. Most contractors shop at one place. Some of them maybe will shop at a couple of places. But when they start going directly to the contractor, it's it's not open game to me to treat them as if they could be shopping anywhere because you got that name from somewhere probably right so if i've given you a list of my top 3 contractors i sh- when you go meet with them and talk about all this stuff and you recommend they buy this new product or do things a certain way certainly i better be involved in that conversation if you got the list from me yeah so and what i don't what i don't like too is when vendors or reps might come to town or or do whatever and they you find out afterwards that they came to town and they they met with all your contractors and took off and you never they were here right like oh, it feels like they're doing something shady right it feels a little bit underhanded behind your yeah. back why were you here but didn't give me the heads up and you took you met a bunch of my contractors that i've i gave you that told life. you and then you took off what exactly was that all about so it just it just isn't a good way to like the communication lacking like that makes the trust a little bit harder to develop mm-hmm. or keep if it seems like there's something going on there yeah. right?
2: there's a couple of ways that they can come up with those
0: lists too right so
2: that, not like just to play devil's advocate, they can Google contractors and they can get a list on their own. Yeah, They can also look on competitors' websites of who the in, like who a certified installer is
0: on a competitor's website. And maybe these guys are in a partner program with somebody else or they're in a- Yeah, I'm certainly not suggesting we're the gatekeeper of all contractors. We I'm are, just saying that yeah. it ha- used to happen and it still happens that they ask us for a list. So if you're going to do that, yeah. remember that we were part of that relationship, yeah. that we've offered that to you. Because we could tell you to pound sand too. Be like, leave them alone. (laughs) If we really wanted to. Yeah. But we don't (laughs) because we want the. We want your contractor
2: list? Nope. Just DIY only. Nope. That's all we sell here. We have no contractors.
0: But we would like to close that gap between the vendor and the contractor to get that support because Mm. maybe we need them. Like, if. It's great sometimes when the reps from a vendor will offer to come out and be on a job site with a new product with the contractor. That's yep. fantastic. Support them. Like You absolutely should do that. They
2: also know their partner programs better than we know them. Right. And over the last few weeks slash month and uh, bit, we've had a couple of vendors out and like really trying to like add to their partner programs, add to their like contractor programs and so we've had a lot of like reps locally, a couple things probably that are in play. One, they're allowed to travel again. Two, yep. it's the start of the season. Three, they're trying to build their portfolios and they're being handled differently by different groups. Mm-hmm. One is like, do you know this contractor? Do they shop with you? Do you know this contractor? Do they shop with you? And I feel very involved in that process. The other one is like, hey, I went and talked to these people and it sounds like they buy from here. Mm. Oh Yeah. Oh, they buy from us too. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully they buy from you again. See ya. (laughs) It's like, oh boy. Right. Those are, they're they're tough. Right. But I know what they're doing. They're trying to build their business and that's good. They should, they need to, that's how they make their living. But I think it works better if you have two fronts attached, like trying to sell that product to that contractor.
1: Oh, 100%. So you should be, you should be at the stores Promoting your, uh, your, your programs, like your contractor programs, yep. because we're going to have an easier job of selling it to the contractors than they are. Yeah. Even yep. if we don't know it as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then they can, they can present those programs to the contractors. They know things that we don't know. They can maybe yeah. get the contractor to, to buy in and yeah. Anyways, we could help you just joke yep. around this.
0: Uh, number 17, this is the end. 16 was the end of the things that I came up with. And I handed the pen and paper to Wade and you got a few more on here. So I'm going to let you explain them, but I'll read them to start. So number 17, do let us know if you're going to try to convert one of our customers to another brand.
2: Yeah. And so that's the same. That's a relationship thing where it's like, maybe you've stolen the, like I just talked about this actually. So you've already looked at a competitor's mm-hmm. website and saw who their installers are and said, okay, well this is, we're going to try and flip this guy. When you've, find that list. I think you should phone around to some local yards, find out where that person shops and then just have a conversation with them. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe they don't shop with your brand for a certain reason. And I could help you with that. I I could, you could glean some
0: information from me before you even cold call that customer. Mm -hmm. So number 18, don't come to town and then call. That's pretty (laughs) (laughs) self-explanatory. This happened a couple times recently from a couple of different ones. That they like, they phone you in the morning that they're going to stop by. If you're from town. That's different. That's different. If you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to pop by. I'm three blocks from, I'm going to swing over. Fine. Yeah. But if you're from out of town and you're flying in and you want to stop and meet with us, don't make that phone call at eight o'clock and be like, I land in two hours. Are you around?
2: When you book a flight, how far out in advance (laughs) do you book a flight?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So this is
2: a thing that this is like, this will sound cold, but I did this one time to my parents because they don't, they didn't, they used to never call. <laughs> sounds like it worked. They used to never call, ever. And one time they showed up at my house, knocked on the door and they just like walked up, donk donk donk. I opened the door and they were there and I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, we're here. We thought we'd stop by. And I was like, I just got up, come back in an hour, close the door. And I did it, not because I... Didn't want them to come in. <laughs> I wanted them to call. It takes them two hours to drive here.
1: Oh yeah. They had to put <laughs> effort into getting here. Yeah.
2: And so then it was like, just call me when you leave your house. Yeah. That's two hours notice. That's lots. Yeah. Your family. I could, but mm-hmm. I did it to make a point. And it yep. was just like, so anyways, if you book a flight, you have to book that weeks in advance. Yeah. Just call us and be like, we're, cu- we're thinking about coming out that day. If I can't meet you, that's Okay. I'd like the heads up, but maybe I could rearrange my schedule and then meet you.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I'd probably want to meet you. So this
0: has happened twice in the last couple of weeks. It was like, one was like late phone call the night before. and was like, Hey, I'm going to swing by the store tomorrow morning. If you're around, uh, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not around. I'm not in tomorrow. I won't be here. Oh, I was really hoping to meet up with you. Then you should have given me more notice than the night before. Like, what are you doing? And this happened again this week. Rep. Saskatoon. Hey, Hey, I'm going to be in town tomorrow. Can I want to swing by and chat with you about some things? And our manager was like, uh, I'm not even going to be in town. We have all day sessions in Regina tomorrow. I'm like, I'm literally not even in the city tomorrow. Yep. Had you given me some more heads up, we could have planned this out a little better. You could have chose to fly on a different day. Maybe I could reschedule my things. Maybe it was not possible to happen, but we could have arranged to meet at a different time or have a phone call or something else. But like the whole like, drop in on your doorstep with no notice thing in a business that's so, especially at this time of year. This is a bad time of year. (laughs) Like, yeah. Is like, that's not going to lead to a successful meeting. It's
2: it's just busy too, right? And so
1: you. I need to set aside aside time at this point in the year if you want to talk to me.
2: Yeah. Right. And maybe I want to talk to you as well. well. Exactly. Right. Because there might be some stuff that I want to visit about. Maybe I have an idea that I think would be a great marketing idea for your company with us. Like I think we Mm -hmm. could do something together, but I didn't want to send it in an email because it's like, I I wanted to talk about it in person. And Mm -hmm. so maybe there's a reason I want to
0: visit with you. Give me a chance. So
2: anyways,
0: number 19 do bring us swag. It's silly, but all people like gifts, especially contractors.
2: Well, like, And I think everybody does, right? Like everybody likes coffee cups and hoodies and hats and stuff. Uh, The caveat to that is like, make sure your swag is good though, right? Like if it's a hat that you wouldn't wear, then don't like, don't bring that. Really. Do you remember that? There, There was a cable company that they sold cable in the States. They still do, but they had these hats that were just atrocious. And it's like, they gave us some hats and they're like, here. And I put it on. And it was, it looked like it had been driven over by a semi a hundred (laughs) times. It was just flat and like it was just awful. Cardboard. I was never going to wear it. And like I took it because it was like, thanks, I appreciate it. It was like, into the bag. But, anyways, like have hoodies, have hats, have coffee cups. People like those things.
0: People love those things. Yeah. This is one of those things that I maybe have a a little bit of a different take on because I, and maybe not, I, I don't care if you don't send swag, but when you do send swag, I enjoy it. Yeah. Like I don't hold it against you if you're not a swag company that sends, mm-hmm. I'm never going to go to a company like, Hey, are you guys going to send some swag? What? I'm never, I'm never going to do that. Right. But if you, but if a box shows up surprise and it's got some cool stuff in it, I'm like, Oh, this is sweet. And usually I grab stuff and go like, if there's some shirts in there, I go give it to the yard guys. They enjoy getting it. Yep. I'll pick around and keep something for myself. I don't expect it. I think it should be one of those surprise things. I don't think you should expect it, yeah. but it's a nice little touch. Goes a long way. Great it touch. It does. Yep. Yeah. Number 20, don't make promises you can't keep if you don't make corporate decisions. Don't tell us your company won't open with a box store and then and then your company does. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> we maybe don't have to tell you. You almost said the name. That. <laughs> the whole thing was an expansion
2: <laughs> of that. It's similar to number eight. Yours was like, don't over promise and under deliver. Yeah. This one is like, we have had, People tell us that a corporation is going to do something and they are not in the position to be making those promises. They're not the ones that are sitting at the table making those decisions. Right. right. We're going to do this and we're going to do this and we will never do this. And then a year later, their company does that. And it's like, yeah, well, you look like an idiot.
1: Mm hmm.
0: 21. Do set an MSRP. Mm Uh
2: I think MSRPs are a tricky thing because sometimes they can set them and there's not enough margin there.
1: Yeah, why would you ever want to sell that product then, right?
2: If you set a low MSRP, like all of these things, every single number on this list has had a caveat to it, has had an asterisk. But it's like set an MSRP so that we have a fighting chance against other yards or stores or box stores because if you're going to sell it to a box store, you know for sure that they're going to grind the price down on that. Mm -hmm. And if you put an MSRP in, then everybody has a chance,
0: right? Yep. Yep. It just, it just sets a nice benchmark. Maybe if your, maybe your product is supposed, so there's an industry kind of average of margin, which a lot of uh, retail stores would kind of like, they would just apply a default margin to items because that's generally what things get. And without thinking about it too much, if you don't provide an MSRP though, you've either got to do that, and then that could mean you're either not competitively priced or you're giving up margin that you could be getting because you don't know where competitively it is, or you've yep. got to go do a bunch of competitive research to find out where the market has this product price right now. Mm. Well, it'd be a lot nicer if the, if the, if the vendor just kind of provided some guidance on that to be say to say like, you know what, we expect you to get 35 point margin on 25 point margin. Here's what we think most stores are going to sell us for and then it's up to the yeah. dealer. If you want to sell above or below that, you can. But at least you kind of know where they're guiding the price. There's some companies, and uh, that we deal with, that would have um, uh, mini- like map pricing, minimum advertised pricing. You can't, oh yeah, you can't sell our products for less than this and promote it.
2: I wish, right? They, you can't
0: put it out uh, in social media that you're having to you sell this thing below four hundred bucks. That's not allowed, right? Because they're trying to keep some brand integrity that their product is a premium product or it should be it's not the kind of product that's supposed to be on sale shelves and clear out shelves Mm -hmm. and being sold with things and everything else so i like that too yeah so and that one i don't need it as much but it's just nice to know that everybody's kind of working on the same kind of same general starting point and then you can adjust as you sometimes
2: those like when they don't do that and then there's like a box store will put their product on sale Sometimes Shane and I sit around and visit and was like, wouldn't it be fun to just like just fully tank this one time? Like just sell you it. Just tank it on like purpose. 10% below cost just for like a week. Just for fun. Just like <laughs> really, like really ruffle some feathers. Like people will be pissed. Oh but, yeah. And then when they come and call you and be like, you can't do that. I'd be like, yeah, sure I can. I, you have no MSRP. You, have, you don't
0: tell me what I can sell this for.
2: Yeah. It turns out I actually like losing money.
0: Yeah. So, and you you can be as strict as to bring the Apple reference back. Apple, you weren't allowed to touch their pricing. They At set all. their pricing, and there was never going to be a sale on an iPhone. It was like your iPhone sold for eight hundred ninety nine dollars and nine cents. Uh, we'd like to do it for eight forty nine. Uh, the you are <laughs> to right. reference your Ozark meme, but like you just weren't allowed to. The price was set by the vendor and it had to be sold at that. And if you were caught selling off that, you could lose the entire contract. Right, and like you never they were, sell it again. And we're not asking people to be that strict. We're saying set a precedent, protect the margin, yeah. and also understand that in different areas. So this is the other problem I see with it. Sometimes when they do set MSRPs is sometimes they'll set an MSRP based on a certain region. And it's like, that's all fine and dandy. You've set that MSRP in your region of Ontario where people pick up the product from you. Well, we've got to pay freight to get it to us. So that MSRP is no longer no, fair for us. So then create an MSRP for different regions if you need to mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. or at least suggest that, you know, a um, couple of comments on here. Uh, Deck Protect says, yes, 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 MSRP. He wants that. And finally, guy says, map pricing is a good idea.
2: So I, yeah, I just think it's really- Guidance helps. It's guidance. That's it, right? If we decide that we offer a better service than the other guys and we want to sell it at 10% more and we think we can get it, fine.
1: Well, exactly. Or
2: if we want to sell it for 10% less because we're a-holes and we just want to grind the market down to nothing, then so be it. I but
1: mean, an MRS, MSRP would help your dealers get better margin. Across the board. Across the board and help brand integrity. You think Gucci doesn't have an MSRP?
0: Yeah, they do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. To uh, to add one in there about the whole margin thing, let's let's add that in as a 20, well, you've got 22 and we'll get to that one, but 22. And a half. 22 that MSRP helps give a, a, a decent margin Yeah. because there's some companies and products we would love to bring in, but they just expect you to sell their shit and not make money on it and expect you to sell them, like make the margin on the things that might go with it. So we've had that before yeah, where it's yeah. like uh, we give uh, 20 point margins. Well, that's pretty slim. What's your prepaid freight? We don't offer that. So I have to, so I'm only what getting are your terms. Yeah. Yeah. Not, we don't have pretty, any like pay up front.
2: <laughs> this is true. Yeah, so, It's all one
0: company. So <laughs> you're saying I get 20 point margins, which is already pretty slim yep. because we have contractor discounts we give and loyalty programs, all this other stuff that comes out of that. Before Forklift
2: drivers. We have all these things. And we got to run the business. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so at 20 points, it's it's tough to make money. At. It's it's not possible to make money at 20 it's points. It's tough to make To net out on points. the positive side of that. It's just not yep. possible. And then you want me to pay to freight it here. So what I'm actually netting out at is... 17 points, 16 points. Mm -hmm. And then your answer, when I say like, boy, like we need to be able to make a bit better margin on this where you guys should adjust your MSP, or, or is there like, if, can can I buy more to get a better discount to get a higher margin? No, you can't. Uh, But you'll, aren't you going to sell a bunch of like deck boards with our product though? Uh, Yes. Well, can't you like, you'll just make up your margin there. That should not be how that works. Yeah, I shouldn't that? have to sell other things with your product and make money off somebody else's stuff because you've decided that you want to sell low retail, but not affecting your own margins. You expect somebody else to eat it for yep. you. Yeah, like that's a that's a dick move. Sorry, but that's a, a dick move. It's a dick move. <laughs> a dick move. <laughs> like to have that expectation of your dealer channel to to give floor space, retail floor space, warehouse floor space, effort, dollars, advertising. Everything, everything that goes into selling that yep. to make zero money because my product will help you make money somewhere else.
1: Right. My product is the loss leader that's going to sell everything else in your right. store.
0: Wrong attitude. Nope. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I'm going to sell you a
2: hamburger. The burger itself is undercooked. You have no, the meat's not cooked. Mm-hmm. Boy, like wouldn't it be good if you could get, serve me this whole meal, like cook so I could use it all. Yeah. Yeah. But you have a barbecue at home. So just go home and cook the meat there, <laughs> but everything else is ready. It's really not that bad. It's not that bad, but it's certainly not ideal, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Number 22, don't stick us with inventory at the end of shelf life. Please buy your product back.
2: And so this is like as you're sunsetting a product. Um, And I believe that there is a little bit of integrity. There's like some business integrity at this point. And it's like the relationship has come to an end. And for whatever reason, there's there's a ton of variables that determine whether we carry a product Or drop a product right and when we get to the end of the line with your product for whatever those reasons are have a little integrity yeah i know that you don't want to take the product back i also don't want to be stuck with a whole bunch of product so over the relationship that we have had how much of your product have i sold have Mm -hmm. we moved yeah what have we done for your business could you take a couple boards back Probably could you take some railing pieces back if we've come to the end? And so maybe like maybe that's too much to ask. Maybe they could help find somebody else who still carries that line uh, and yeah. says maybe these guys will take it.
0: Right? I think for me it depends on why that's coming to an end. If I'm understanding you correctly, I think if it's a decision that they've made, then I oh, believe they that they bear some the responsibility. Better. Or if they're the type of company that's changing shit all the time, mm-hmm. then that creates a problem. Mm-hmm. If you are constantly discontinuing colors and launching new colors and discontinuing colors and changing packaging and all this crap and then you need to understand the impact that that has at the dealer level when you're doing all of that. If you've decided now yeah. that the boards that you've if it's deck boards for example that you guys have stocked, we've decided now to have an exclusive relationship with somebody else so we're not going to sell them to you anymore. Well, you cool. stuck me like with some yeah. random, I've got two lifts of fascia and no deck boards right now. I was trying to order more deck boards. you tell me I can't have them. Well, how am I going to sell the fascia? You can't stick me with that. Now you've got it. If you've decided to do that, then you better be prepared to help yeah. us out of your decision. Yep.
2: That doesn't, in my head, that doesn't apply to us specifically. There are some other yards that I know
0: of that, that, that has happened to. Well, of course this whole list is not, this is not specific to us. (laughs) Yeah. This is like dealers, not the, not just
2: like some of these things have happened to us. And so, um, yeah,
0: yeah, I I mean, if you're, if you're, if, if the decision to end of life a product is ours, we've decided to get of it, then that's on us. We've decided to have no, like have end of life, that product with inventory on the ground. In my opinion, that's our problem. Okay. Unless it's because it was, you know, if the reason was because the it was, it was, Hard to get. not working right like the product was failing faulty well product. i don't I expect you to cover that or something right like yeah. that kind of thing i'm just saying like if we've decided to move on to a different brand i don't expect that company to buy their stuff back it's like hey we're not gonna sell your stuff anymore now you need to buy it back i wouldn't expect that of them but wouldn't it be nice if they did though sure it would you think
2: it, like you'd think quite highly of that. but in this
0: industry it's more often than not that the that the, co- the, new the brand you're switching to here. might buy that off you yeah to try to get the foot off. in the door right yeah but yeah, but don't stick us with stuff because that's yep. happened before where it's like, we've now done an exclusive agreement with a box store somewhere and we, that color's not available to you anymore. Well, you've just, you've just screwed me. Or if it's like, we've released, we launched new colors last year of uh, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. a deck board. Not a deck Something board. smaller. <laughs> and then we load up on it and then you discontinue it 10 months later. And then like, you didn't even give me a full crack at selling when I ordered right. the first time. Yeah. And then we'll launch a
2: new color only slightly lighter or slightly darker, but
0: different totally. different. And then yeah. change the name of it. And then, or change the packaging, change the UPC. Like anytime there's changes, you have to understand that affects the dealership. I
2: would like well, to how? send all of that stuff back because they have more dealers that they could send it to. If it could all go back to the vendor.
1: Yeah. And the vendor could distribute it The vendor it could again. then
2: be like the, this company wants this color. They can sell all of it to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like bring that back, and then you have multiple yards at your disposal that you can like
0: gear that towards. Right. Yep. You're in a better position Much to move that than we are. Yeah. So that's better was, for your product too. It is. But. That was supposed to be number 23 because we added the margin one in there. Yeah. And I'm going to add a 24 now. And this is this is with the same uh asterisk as the swag. I don't expect this, but boy, it's sure nice to be to, to get it sometimes there is a significant effort that the vendors put in to rewarding contractors for using their products. Yes. Trips. Yep. All sorts of perks, Uh swag, all this crap that gets done. And the dealers are overlooked in that stuff almost always. Constantly. And so it's like, those guys are often our customers. The reason they're buying your product is because we sold them onto it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and you're like, oh, they bought... 80 grand of it, yeah. Because we moved them to that, we showed them product, we did the training, we supported them, we got the samples from them, we got the kits yep. for them, we did all that. We set them up. They bought it all through us. And you're like, whoo, trips on 80 grand. <laughs> we bought half a million dollars of it, and then did the work to sell that half a million to all these guys. And and you're looking past us at the contractor. That's my alarm. This yeah, is my yeah, yeah, right now. Say, like <laughs> 70 minutes. So I, I am not for one second saying don't do that for the contractors. I think it's great yeah. that they do that, but, like a, but also recognize but how a, that happened in the first place. I'd be a dealer, lot less
1: trips. Oh, dealer, I just want to
0: say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a dealer summit. Yes. Right. Something like rec- recognize the effort that they, because we've also took on the risk of putting that product here in the first place. Yeah. Like contractors don't generally buy a product and stock it and take the risk of that. They oh, yeah, buy it and no. sell it at a profit. Right. And that's fine. And so do we, but they don't have the holding costs. They buy that for a project and sell it. Right. And so absolutely continue to do that for the contractors. I think it's great. I like, I like that the vendors have, have really uh, shown that support and given the perks to the contractors, but don't forget that there's like the guy in the middle too, that there's th- the guy who th- sells that it probably made that relationship happen in the first place for you mm-hmm. was involved too. Yep. So a little thank you. Our way as well. I don't need a trip, but I'm just saying. Are you sure? Reckon it. Well, I could would do a trip. You, would you take a trip? i take a trip. Yeah. So that's, what was it? it 24 is. things that, uh, I don't know what the result of this is going to be. I'm not sure if we've pissed people off, but I hope not. I hope we've not pissed people off because I think. The intent is not that. The intent. What, what I want people to take away from this is listening to this and be like, never thought of it like that. I didn't think that when we were running sales like that that it was screwing anybody. I thought that was just kind of working for everybody. Well, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> like, now we've put this out there. We're not the only dealers thinking all of these things. I can promise you. We're not the only we ones that be, feel no. this.
2: We have the only ones who said it out loud.
0: We'll be the only ones that maybe said it out loud. And we're going to uh, put it on the internet. public. <laughs> In public. But hey, you know what? We didn't call anybody out. We put some things. that We implied some things that some people might be able to take away who they were, but nobody will else will some, know.
2: Yeah, there'll be some people that will know.
0: Um, but take this as feedback. Uh, these things don't work for us. And If you're wondering if one of these was you, just uh, shoot us a message. We can talk about it. So this is going to help everybody have... <laughs> Listen, hey, it's good. The The companies who are checking these 24 boxes are the best companies to work with yep. that we'll have long, healthy relationships with and we will both prosper off it. Mm-hmm. When, so
2: when we have our daily meetings and or, or quarterly meetings and we talk about being in a, a business relationship where you're allowed to tell Bryce that he's doing a bad job and he yep. tells me I'm doing a bad job, Right. And then you step back, you shake hands, and you go to work the next day and try to be better. Yep. I believe that you're in a healthy relationship. Yes. If we read this list, you took offense and you're pissed at us, we are not in a healthy relationship. Exactly. So
0: I can call me. We know for a fact that there's a couple of companies like one in the top of my head for sure, <laughs> probably a couple <laughs> that will be pissed about this Some list. If they think we're talking about them, and we might not even be talking about them. Yeah. But you know like that guilt, that like guilt like that's that. There is, there is things we've said in the podcast before, implied things, whatever, that we've gotten phone calls from a vendor about and be like, you, what are you doing? Wrong attitude. What we were doing was talking about our frustrations. Yeah. You should of have listened and been like, how do we fix this instead of blasting us? Yeah. So there the might be one or two that gets ticked about this list, but all they've done is like number hey. 25, when you hear some feedback, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're going blow up, take yeah. it. Take the critical view. Well, and you're gonna be a much better uh you're gonna
1: create a much better relationship if you have a mistake and then fix it.
0: Hundred percent. Like you're like you're gonna skyrocket in my books. Hundred percent. And like we said on a lot of these things, there's asterisks and all these things. We're not saying you have to do all twenty four to be to have a good relationship with us. We're certainly not trying to be difficult with we'll just do one of them. <laughs> we're just saying it all comes down to
2: be a good person. It actually all comes down to number one. Yep. Be a
0: partner, be flexible, be a partner. Yep. Let's treat this like a, a relationship that we both need to come we on. Not. It's a marriage. This yeah. is a marriage. Let's get out of here, boys. That was a long one. I got places to be until next week, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace. See ya.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. shop UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.
2: No, I said it in bold.